Hey, welcome to the Michelle Mission, two men, one podcast, every black film ever made. My name is Len, a.k.a. The Bat Triple. And as always, I'm joined by my partner. Hey, this is Vincent Williams. You know what time of year it is, ladies and gentlemen. What time is that, Len? It's Bootober. All right. And boy, do we have some delicious delights for you this evening. It's pretty horrifying. As Vincent has served on a platter our month's very own namesake because we will be reviewing Boo! Amadea Halloween. Oh <laughs> I was about to say easy. Pace yourself. <laughs> Tonight on the Michel Mission. <laughs> but first, hello, missionaries. One and all out there watching us as we are streaming live from Young Junk, Philadelphia's premier podcast palace. Go to videocontentfactory.com. Book your space right now. We are streaming to YouTube. We are streaming to Facebook. And we are streaming to all of the missionaries out there in the chat. Hello, each and every one of you. Good evening, one and all. I want to start off with giving a very special uh, thank you. And shout out to a longtime listener and fan of our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, one Courtney Muhammad here in Philadelphia. Hey, Courtney. Who has not only been a fan of our audio show, mm-hmm. the podcast, and has written to us on more than a few occasions. Mm-hmm. But it has come to my attention. And I'm sure this is true for many of the missionaries. Okay. Right? But it's come to my attention that... Not only does Courtney um, watch us seven o'clock on Tuesday nights. Thank you, Courtney. Live, live on air. Appreciate that. But it has come to my attention that she has actually sometimes bent the laws of physics. Okay. In order to be home. Okay. At seven p.m. Nice. for when we go on oh, air. Oh, that's it. Is like it is must see. TV, if you will. Can you feel the love tonight? In the Muhammad house. Well, thank you, Courtney. Thank Certainly you, Courtney. appreciate that and appreciate you. We do. Absolutely. We do indeed. All right. We're going to get this party jumping real All quick. All right. Um, and, and it starts off with thoughts from each and every one of you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, missives from missionaries. So what else is going on, Lynn? We have... Emails, Vincent. Ooh, missives from the missionaries. Ooh. 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 Missives from missionaries. Missives from the missionaries number one. Number one. Vincent, this is from Ellis Heron. Hey, what's up, Ellis? Who writes us in regards to daywalkers. Okay. Okay. All right. Daywalkers. Hey, fellas, I've Mm -hmm. been enjoying your top five list for the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. That was a good call on Lenny Kravitz. Yes. Talking about the black vampires that are hiding in this. Absolutely. If you ask me, he should have been in the Twilight movies instead of in those Hunger Game movies. Well, that's a good point. Right, right, right. As for Iman... Mm. Since you mentioned her being in uh, Egyptian hieroglyph, hieroglyph, uh, e- Egyptian hierogly- hieroglyphics, yes, mm. 
I need to take another swing of ting. Look, uh, <laughs> it's one of those words that you read all the time. I know. But you don't necessarily say it out loud. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, he says, I'm surprised that you didn't bring up the fact that she was in the Remember the Time music yes, video. Sir. Yes, she was. Was she? Come on, dog. She was the queen. Oh, well, that was Iman. Right, that's actually the queen that Michael Jackson's disrespectful ass came in there talking crazy. <laughs> I, you know why? Because when I think of Michael Jackson video with a uh, um, model, mm-hmm. I think of what was it? What was the, the video that he did with um, Naomi Campbell? Campbell. Oh, yeah. That was... Um... It's not Liberian girl. No, it's not Liberian girl. It's um, it's later than that. I forget. They're dancing. It's like yeah. it's, it's, it's all black and white. It's a very pretty video. It's, it's look, look. I can't. I'm going, I'm going to say something controversial, and I'm gonna stand on this. That Michael Jackson could make a music video. Oh yeah. Sometimes you just have to put yourself out there, and that's <laughs> what I'm doing. Michael Jackson. Could make a music video. He could make a he could make yeah. a music video. Yeah, but remember that's Iman who's who's the queen and Eddie Murphy is the Pharaoh. That's right. That, right. That's right. Because and everybody is remember coming, the trying time to entertain is them. It's like this. It's like damn near. It, it it's an, an all star saga. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and people come to entertain them, and then she was unimpressed, and then like. Pharaoh Eddie Murphy was executing people. Right, that's right. Because Magic Johnson was the was the guard. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. It's like everybody. It's like everybody. Right, right. And Michael Jackson comes and throws the dirt on the ground, and then jumps up out the dirt and start talking real crazy about that man's wife. That's right. Uh, thank you, Sean Simmons. Yeah. In the closet was the Michael Jackson. Is that? Is I that don't it? think it's in the closet. Because in, in my mind, I was thinking like in the closet, but. Cause it's like they're they're, they're the wearing R. like Kelly white thing. linen, and yeah. then it's like. But but I, but he might be right because for some reason I seem to remember the video being incongruous with the the song a little bit. Now I gotta look it up. All right. Now I gotta look it. Up. I was I was helping the missionaries would get it right, and maybe it is in the closet. Maybe it is in the closet because I thought because like I actually Michael. Jackson, Jackson. <laughs> Naomi, can't, in the closet, in the closet. All right, it's in the closet. Right. Circle gets the square. There you go. All right, all right. I'm c- continuing. <laughs> Let the record show you. Just go ahead. Go ahead. Continue. <laughs> continuing on. Um. Oh, I knew you. You said something to Amy. No, you said something to trigger something to me. What? Have you seen the trailer for the new Eddie Murphy movie, Candy Cane Lane? I did. Yeah, <laughs> that look. Can we just use the same this, thing? Is it, yeah. I just don't. don't. Eddie Murphy frustrates me so much. <laughs> I am so frustrated by Eddie Murphy over the past 10 years. I just don't understand why he can't just be Eddie Murphy. Like this sort of weird dad 
mode. Like I hate dad mode, Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. Like there's like thousand words, Eddie Murphy. Like where he's just he's just sort of like I like that that chaos. That, that you know, I like that. I like trickster. But it's been Eddie a long Murphy. time since he's been that trickster. I mean, you you know what? It's been a long. You're, you're time. right. You're right. Because it really is after um, of course, our beloved dream girls mm-hmm. it it really is like that that eddie murphy energy that eddie murphiness it just <sighs> and we and it's just a trailer it's just a, it's trailer, just a trailer but but you, but you, you can you, see you can, what right, it that is inner, like you right you can exactly see what it is and and, and this is not to knock that it Probably is not a fine enough movie for what it Look, is. It's a fine enough movie for what it is, but you don't take a Porsche and just drive it to Target. And you don't cast back. Eddie Murphy right. in a Cedric the Entertainer movie. Yeah. That that's yeah. that's how I felt. That's yeah. how I felt. Why looking at it's the so trailer. funny you pulled Cedric the Entertainer. Have you ever actually watched The Neighborhood? I have watched a couple episodes. I watched a couple episodes for the first time this weekend. Uh huh. And I'll look. It, it's a version of a conversation we're going to be having later this episode. I was fascinated at the laser focus. Mm-hmm. That it has on being the literal word is mediocre. Yes, but but that's that's a very value laden. But this sort of kind of middle of the road, mm-hmm. paint by numbers, paint by numbers, like CBS, like you understand how CBS makes these shows is it on cbs I oh my god how, how could you tell it wasn't it's 100 uh, like you can tell how cbs makes these shows for like 70 year old white people in the midwest mm-hmm. and it's like printing money yep like i completely understood how that because you know i knew cedric the entertainer was in it and and tashina arnold who are two performers that I love. Yes. And I really like, I was like, how in the world are they maintaining a CBS show? But you know, they fell right in and it really has some checks. It's like, it's like tapioca. I know. Like it's sort of just good enough. Mm-hmm. And, and like they were having a marathon and like, I looked up and I had watched, Three episodes. And I, I didn't even understand sneak by you. how it happened. Sneak by you, that's right. But but yeah, it's just yeah, back to Eddie Murphy. I just Deborah Battle is in the chat and she says that the man is 62 years old. You have to deal with it. He's making movies, his kids, and someday his grandchildren can watch. Yeah. First of all, he's made quite a few movies that his kids and his grandchildren can yeah. watch over and over again. And is he 62? I mean, he's got to be. At I guess, least. I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess. Yeah, at least. I guess it does have to be. Um, but yeah, I saw it, you know. And and don't get me wrong. I'm not, I, I don't expect him to become trickster Eddie Murphy Again, but the energy that he had in Dolomite, I need, well, right. Don't even see. You know what I need? This is what I need. It just hit me because I I think that his age brings up a very good point 
I need Eddie Murphy to be Bill Murray in that post-lost-in-translation Wes Anderson mode. Yeah, but he's got, I mean... Like, he's clearly older, but it's still that energy. You, still, like it's you, still, still, you still see the twinkle in the eye. Right, right. Or even like Steve Martin and Martin Short. Like, like the energy they have. Like, we're elder statesmen. I mean, well, we first are of all, masters of our craft. He's got to find a vehicle. But at the same time, it's just not so toothless. He's got, he's got to find the vehicles, though. Yeah. And then he's got to say yes to him. He's got to find the vehicle. Well, well he's definitely, yeah. And, and, you know, of course, you always want to say, well, maybe he doesn't get offered the same projects that someone like them would be. But but it's he's Eddie Murphy. Yeah, well, but because he is Eddie Murphy, he's not going to be offered the Bill Murray. No, 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 but I'm saying Eddie Murphy could get those projects. Like I suppose right if he puts it out, if he like puts it, it right. But he's got to put. See, I don't think you. I think Eddie Murphy is you probably know Eddie Murphy is one of my triggers. Like this is your fault. <laughs> I don't think he's at the point where. People are going to write something like that for him. I think what he first has to do, especially also now, like Deborah mentions, taking his age into consideration, he's got to show the interest to work with certain performers, right? Certain writers and directors. Well, it's, it's and then maybe lower his quote a little bit, and maybe you know. Uh, check a little bit of an ego at the door to take on some of those roles. I think he has to check his ego. Like, I don't think Bill Murray checked his ego in the, I mean, I guess the role Tannenbaum's technically is, not even technically, is is an ensemble. Yeah. he's in, 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 But something like The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, where he's the star. Yeah, but that's a smaller movie. It is a smaller movie. It's it's funny, we'll be referencing it in a moment as we do every week. We we said it when we reviewed it that we would have loved to have seen Eddie Murphy in the lead role in top five. Mm-hmm. Yes. I yes. would love because you know, I always said I, I think Chris Rock is a better writer than he is actor. I would love Chris Rock or 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 Dave Chappelle like write something. I would love Dave Chappelle. I I could see Write Dave Chappelle for working Murphy. with Eddie Murphy on a script. Right. I could see that. I would like that. And not so much. Well, you Chris, know what? But maybe we're wrong. The trailer has given us the wrong impression. That's very true. And then we'll watch and it'll be this wonderful subversive sort of thing. And we'll have to eat crow. There you go. Hopefully. Hopefully. We're wrong. And we have to eat crow. Continuing on. You brought up Eddie Murphy. You know, you sh- you don't do that. I, I'm not saying I did. I All I'm saying is I'm continuing you on. You know, my heart has been heavy since I watched the trailer. It's like, come on, man. Don't do this. Ellis Heron continues. Yes. Also, I would like to submit Lorenz Tate for submission as a black vampire among us. In fact, it wouldn't shock me if either Nia Long turned him or vice versa. Oh, that's a good one. That is a good one. That's a good one, Ellis. Lorenz Tate don't age. 
He don't. Clean living. Yeah. And lastly, lastly, I like to submit Donnie Simpson for consideration. <laughs> not only does the man not age, but with eyes like that, you can't tell me he's not a vampire. Well, he might be a vampire, but um, Donnie Simpson. Did you ever listen to Donnie Simpson? On not the lately. No. He has a syndicated show. Right. I didn't and, know that. And they play it on the weekend here mm-hmm. in Philadelphia. It is the most hilarious show because Donnie Simpson may look like a vampire, but he's 100% an old black man. No, yes, I do not. Because his show is him and some other dude. And it's like being at the barbershop. Really? Listening to old black men ramble about stuff. Except one of the old black men has a million anecdotes mm-hmm. about like Whitney Houston and Michael Jackson and Bobby Brown. It is fantastic. So uh, I, I was curious about and that. He just play what he want. Like, I feel like he actually reaches up and pulls down CDs. Well, he's at that age. Yeah. Now. He, I mean, and Donnie Simpson's who's, for those who mm-hmm. don't know, it's a historic DJ. Yes. Yeah, legendary, legendary. Iconic. Legendary DJ. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, back in the 80s, the voice of BET. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and he certainly has reached the stage where he can just basically do what he right, wants. Right, right. Earned it. Right. right. He's, earned and earned, earned it. Yeah. But I was curious, does he really, like, when he shares these anecdotes, mm-hmm. is, uh, it, 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 is it really entertaining? Oh, I am quite entertained. Okay. Okay. Like right, I, I will am, check it out. Like several times over the past few months, I have said, does he remember he's on the radio right now? Really? Like just, just rambling in the greatest way. I got to check it out. Oh my goodness. I love Donnie Simpson's weekend show. I got to check it out. Uh, P.S. from Ellis Heron. Ooh, a postscript. I I have to be fair to my brother Mm -hmm. and make the correction that he has seen some Pam Greer movies, but he just hadn't seen any of her old school ones. Okay. He didn't, he did enjoy watching Foxy Brown a couple of months ago. I know that's right. (laughs) But not as much as he did coffee. Mm, I know that's even writer. That's the one right there. That's it right there. Coffee is that. That's Pam Greer's do the right thing right there. This man moment brought to you by the Michelle Mission. Coffee is good stuff. Email Vince directly. Hey, man. No, it's all good. It's all good. No, I I feel you. Uh, We got another email, Vincent. Okay. Thank you, Ellis, for that email. Yes, thank you, Ellis. Good to hear from you. Uh, we got an email from Michael Sykes. What's up, Michael? It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's Superfly. Okay. Hello, Len and Vincent. Happy mm-hmm. Bootober. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I've listened to your Superfly review, and mm-hmm. I hate to say, but I kind of agree with Len. Okay. All you have to do is put on the Superfly soundtrack by Curtis Mayfield. Listen to it while looking at the poster. Mm. Funny, I feel the same way about the Players Club starring Ice Cube. Okay. But I still love the magnificent soundtrack and the movie. It was just, the movie was executed horribly Mm. better than Sweetback, though. And way better than that 2018 remake, if you uh, call it that. 
Oh, yeah. Len, since this is Boo-tober, mm. I watched 2023's Haunted Mansion. Oh, why did you do that? Oh, I guess that's a Halloween movie. We can put that on the list. And this movie was so dry, it makes the Death Valley look moist. Oh. Len, Len and Vincent, which movie is better 1990s Death by Temptation or 1995's Vampire in Brooklyn, both of which starred Kadeem Hardison, your fan, Michael Sykes. What do you think? I forgot Kadeem Hardison was in Vampire in Brooklyn. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you're taking this long to answer. I... I I mean, Death by Temptation got the cult following mm-hmm. going for it. Vampire in Brooklyn has very a lot of fans, passionate fans. Yeah, so I'm trying to think of what it, I feel is the more complete film. I think I'm going to go Vampire in Brooklyn. I mean, that's that's the easy choice. Yeah, I think I'm that's, going that's Vampire the easy in choice. Like Eddie Murphy, a, yeah, Angela Bassett, yeah, Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. Vampire in Brooklyn is on the list of films that people have challenged me about my review of it really but yeah yeah because you know i'm not i'm not a fan mm-hmm. of vampire in brooklyn back to eddie murphy it's another one that just sort of just sort of we, we he and i just aren't clicking and and as as i've said several for several weeks now i really i like with death by temptation lacks in execution and polish I think it makes up with just the tone, like the tonal kind of uneasiness mm-hmm. almost. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And while I, I don't think it's anywhere as close as a masterpiece is what I'm about to say, I feel like Death by Temptation has more in common with something like Ganja and Hess. Just as far as the tone. And the kind of what the filmmaker was going for. Okay. All right. I can, I can see that. I don't think it's anywhere close. No, no, no. no as no. good as, as Ganjin has. But yeah. So I would pick Death by Temptation. Okay. Fair enough. All this Death by Temptation talk. Like, I need to go watch that again. <laughs> Bears repeating. Yeah, so. Stands up. All right. But is that Holds it? Up. Is that for, it for Michael? That is it for Michael. Thank you, Michael. And we have one more email from Morgan Robinson. Hey, what's up, Morgan? With a spooky suggestion. Okay, what is the spooky suggestion? And I did that because there are literally eight O's in spooky. I like it. In the subject line. Hi, Vincent Len. Hey, Morgan. I hope spooky season is treating you well. Mm -hmm. I'm throwing a movie into the suggestion box for future Black Horror Months. Okay. Nanny. From 2022. Yes. Directed by Nigyatu Jusu. Mm-hmm. It was well received at Sundance last year mm-hmm. and would spark a great conversation on a mission. I won't say anything about the plot because it is something to watch and experience. It is a great horror film and a great psychological thriller. Another genre to consider for spooky season if you all want to switch up the kinds of films being covered. I've heard good things about Nanny. I've heard very, very good, good things, things about, about Nanny. Nanny. Yeah. Uh, also, since y'all are reviewing, I put that on my boo Halloween list, a Medea Halloween. Mm-hmm. I thought I'd bring bring it to your and the rest of the missionaries' attention 
that y'all owe us some more Tyler Perry movie reviews. Well, <laughs> hope you're listening in tonight, Morgan. <laughs> I can't wait to hear your reviews of Medea's family reunion. And why did I get married? Two. Two. Yeah. I can only imagine the rants that will come out of those episodes. <laughs> I'm not sure if y'all uh, have started planning for the road to 400 uh, episodes, but a fun suggestion could be to cover Tyler Perry films, as there are plenty of them to make that trek. Yeah. It may not be the most fun for y'all, but it'll be pure <laughs> entertainment for the missionaries. Thanks for all you do. Morgan. <laughs> Thank you. Morgan, we will take that under advisement. Yes. <laughs> but we have boo for you tonight, so. We do. And and we will file your email away accordingly. Yes. Yes. Road to Medea. <laughs> 400. Me uh, no think so. Okay. So okay. Th- that is our emails. All right. However. However. We have a voicemail. Oh, Lord. Wait, I thought the voicemail was gone. Shh. Is it a ghost Shh. voicemail? R.I.P. the voicemail. Long live the voicemail. Doing this to make Lynn smile today. Have y'all seen the American Fiction trailer? Yo, it's so cringy. It's so good. It's so Hollywood. <laughs> Put in a Boots Riley, Jordan Peele kind of way. I'm so here for it. Um, now, my question. Y'all started Bootober season talking about radio disc jockeys in your areas and their crazy code names. Then you glide right over what your spectacular horror host non-diplomes might be. I want to shout out Wolfman Jack, but I'm not sure if he's a racist. Thanks for leading the mission. 2024 is on the horizon. Mo. Thank you, Mo Poplar. Thank you, Mo, for the voicemail. Appreciate it. And it did make me smile. It made yes. me smile. Yeah, there you go. I'm smiling. There you go. Look, anything that makes Lynn happy. Um, did we see the American fiction trailer, yes. which yeah. is the new film mm-hmm. that is going to be coming out, I think, in December, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. Um Directorial debut by Cord Jefferson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, writer director Cord Jefferson, starring Jeffrey Wright. Yes, sir. And for those who don't know, American Fiction is Jefferson's hilarious debut, which confronts our culture's obsession with reducing people to outrageous stereotypes. Jeffrey Wright stars as Monk, a frustrated novelist who's fed up with the establishment profiting from black entertainment that relies on tired and offensive tropes. So to prove his point, he uses a pen name to write an outlandish quote unquote, black book of his own, Mm -hmm. a book that propels him to the heart of hypocrisy and the madness he claims to disdain. Um, We both have seen the trailer. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It it looks, it it really, really looks like some sharp, funny commentary. The cast is bulletproof. I know. Jeffrey Wright, Tracy Ellis Ross, John Ortiz, Erica Alexander, Leslie Uggams. How many times did I said on this show, Leslie Uggams needs to be doing more work. I know. So um, Keith David, Mm -hmm. Sterling K. Brown, Mm -hmm. Issa Rae. Bulletproof. 
proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This looks- it looks really good. It looks like one part Putney Swope mm-hmm. and one part Bamboozled. Yes. And and, and very and, much. But, and actually looks like it might be already better than the two of those. Those are two Louise, critically acclaimed say, films. I'm about to say. Well, they're, but they're very much cult favorites. Yeah, yeah. It was, it'll... We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, so, yes, we have seen the trailer, Yes, Mo. we have. Um, and if luck is on our side, we may actually be able to um, be seeing the movie soon. Well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll the, see. We're, we're in talks. We'll see. Um, and when we will actually see. I'm, I'm laughing. My, um, my, my daughter peeped my son to the, the cheat code. Like, he asked me for something a few years ago. And I said, you know, you know, we'll see. And, and Camille said to him, you know, that's dad's soft way of saying no. Right. But but we will actually see. No, this yeah. is different. We, yeah. This is not him. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, which means mm-hmm. that it'll most likely happen. Right, right, right. You know? So. Um, but he asked a question. Mm-hmm. What was like, would be our our own Howard, hard TJ yeah, names? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. You don't like doing that type of stuff. Yeah, that's not really my that's jam. That's not your jam that's not at my all. Jam. I was sitting there when I heard yeah. it. I was like, well, Vincent is not going to come up with anything. Nicknames and dressing up <laughs> and funny hats. and not really. Which we would be doing. No judgment if that is your thing. Like, we all have different things. It's my thing. <laughs> right, right. That's your thing. It's not my thing. Which means that it can't be the Michelle Mission thing. It means it's not our thing. Which means it's not our thing. But that's okay. Apparently it'll have to be. So, um, so no, I don't have a a funny disc jockey. Disc jockey name. No. And then you know me, I, then I got, um, I got distracted because I was thinking about was Wolfman Jack racist? Yeah, I, don't, I never heard anything like that. About well, I don't think he said he was. He said, you know, unless he was, which, you know. Yeah. But, yeah. Old timey white man, if, if you got to, like, if you got to guess. Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I, I just, I and guess I have I, to say, I'm scared to look. Yeah. Because I really liked Wolfman Jack. But you're talking about pulling a name from a hat, man. Wolfman yeah. Jack. Like, Wolf. that's a name that definitely has been lost to time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because I'm sure Dylan was like, Wolfman, what? Like, right. I don't even know what the hell you're talking about. Right, right. See, um, Ashy Feet is, is he, he's pondering that perhaps your mm-hmm. disc jockey name right. might be Macchiato. Look, I said I don't do nicknames. However. But if I were, that would have been my pimp name. See? That works as a DJ. But I don't do that. Now, that you know, works just, as a DJ name. Right, right. And when we went to break, you hear, I hear like, Shh. you know, the steam from the espresso machine is telling me we need to take a break. Go ahead. While I, go ahead. Go ahead. While I freshen up my cup. This is Macchiato. With shots of darkness. We'll be playing Jermaine Stewart's you don't have to take our clothes off to have a good time. But don't we? (laughs) We'll be right back. This segment's been sponsored by Arby's. (laughs) We have the meats. We have the meats. Uh, All right. All right. 
So thank you for all of your yes, emails and voicemails. You, all of you appreciate it. Um, if you want to send us an email, ladies and gentlemen, please feel free. M-I-C-H-E-A-U-X-M-I-S-S-I-O-N at gmail.com. That's me, show mission at gmail.com. Let Vincent know what's on your mind. Black Star Signature Podcast, Many Lumens, hosted by me, Maori Carmel Holmes, is back with all new episodes featuring groundbreaking artists, change makers, and cultural workers. Join us as we find meaning in the intersections of art, social change, and popular culture. Subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast or at manylumens.com. And now it is time for the top five. Top five. Who's your top five? Top five, ladies and gentlemen, where I come up with a crazy list, tell Vince about it, and he shares his scintillating commentary on it with me and the rest of you. Mm. It's Boo-tober. It is. So this one is definitely has a horror theme. Okay. And I'm going to pick up off of a, or a copycat, let's put it more that way. Okay. Off of a top five from that we did a few months ago. Okay. When we had one Tanya Pendleton okay. in, in the house. Shout out to Tanya. Shout out to Tanya, who's doing great things on WURD hey, radio. She is killing it, ladies and gentlemen. If you're in the Philadelphia area, check her out every afternoon on uh, Word FM. I am her plus one on uh, Prince Twitter. <laughs> she's introduced me to Prince Twitter and I'm learning so much about Prince. Oh boy. So. Um, and on that episode, when we review purple rain mm-hmm. for the top five, we took Prince songs. Mm-hmm. I presented them to two of you and then you, you two pitched movies okay. based on the song titles. Okay. Okay. All right. So picking up on that theme, mm-hmm. Vincent and picking up on the recent phenomenon of rebooting old sitcoms. Yes. Once with uh, Frasier coming back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, now in toss like- Toss out and scramble eggs. Toss out and scramble eggs all over the place. Oh my. Um, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air being sure. rebooted from a half hour comedy. Right, right. Reimagined. Reimagined, Reimagined. into a dramatic series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Vince, I will present to you- Okay. My- Top five black sitcoms. Uh huh. Top five black sitcoms. That you, Vince. That me. Will reimagine, reimagine in real time. And, and bring it up to date. As a horror film. As a horror film. All right. Here we go. All right. All right. Let's go. Let's go. All right. We're we going to start with number five. Okay. And this would be. Mm hmm. That's so Raven. Oh, that's so Raven. Now, for people that don't may not remember, that's so Raven was a, a teen sitcom that ran on the Disney Channel from 2003 to 2007 that starred Raven Simone, mm-hmm. formerly of the Cosby Show. Mm-hmm. Um, in this series, she starred as Raven Baxter, a teenager with 
hidden psychic abilities. And the show uh, uh, dealt with Raven experiencing visions of future events. Mm -hmm. And she must also deal with the social and personal issues of her aspiring youth. Yes. All right. Mm Mm-hmm. Were you, I know you probably weren't a fan of this. I wasn't this, a or, fan, but I was aware of it. It's, right. it's left a pretty large cultural footprint. It has. Yeah. It has. Mm-hmm. How would you reimagine that so Raven as a horror film? Oh, that's actually pretty easy. You, you lean into the Raven imagery. Mm-hmm. So you have the Ravens around and you actually use the premise that she's getting visions of the future, mm-hmm. but the visions that she's getting of the futures, it's almost like a final destination thing Okay, where she gets visions of people dying. Okay. And then as she tries to prevent the visions from coming true, come to find out she's actually causing the visions to happen. Wow. And then the season finale, you have a detective who asks the question, is she actually having visions or these, the, is she imagining it and she's actually a serial killer? Interesting. Boom. Now, the only thing that makes that better mm-hmm. is that if this can actually be happening while she's cast on the Cosby show. <laughs> okay. Now, you know, she. this was after the Cosby show. Yes, I know. Okay. But why couldn't she still be a teenager? With that cast, so we're rebooting That's So Raven, mm-hmm. but also reimagining the Cosby show. Okay. So she's starring as That's So Raven, but she's on the Cosby show. But she's also on as, the Cosby show. As a teenager. As a teenager. And Final Destinationing the deaths of all the cast members of the Cosby show. Okay, now, now see, now I don't like it. I don't want oh, I love it. No, nothing happened to anybody on the Cosby show. I mean, for fun's sake, it's a show. All right. It's a show. What's four? See, now you made it weird. Oh, now I made it weird. What's four? I don't want to participate in Cosby (laughs) Show Death Talk. Number four. Number four. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. Hanging with Mr. Cooper. From 1992 to 1997, this ABC television series starred Mark Curry and Holly Robinson prior before Pete mm-hmm. it took place in Curry's hometown of Oakland, California, where he starred as Mark Cooper, an NBA player turned substitute teacher slash gym coach mm-hmm. and his roommate, later girlfriend, then fiance Vanessa played by Holly Robinson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Psychological horror, almost a Lolita situation where he has an inappropriate, but just how inappropriate it is. We leave up to the viewers relationship with one of his students. Is he a mentor? Is he a father figure? Is he something more? And who is the one actually leading whom on? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Teacher stuff is always easy. That's that's weird. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that's that. Now that's disturbing. Yeah. Especially considering that you're a teacher. Look, man. Look. Sounds like you got this all thought out. Look, man. You pulling from real life? I teach grown ups, though. I mean, you know, grown ups. Yeah. (laughs) Right. If you're grown up, don't even see me throw the quotes. (laughs) Oh Lord, I tell my students all the time. I'm just, 
I'm just impressed y'all didn't lose your shoes in a three card Monty game on the way to class. <laughs> I even understand how y'all <laughs> just just trade the family cow for magic beans on the way over here, didn't you? I just knew hanging with Mr. Cooper, you were, you were going to lean on the hanging. No. Wordplay is cheap. Excuse me. All right. What we got? Well, uh, number three. Another Raven Simone sitcom. What? She was on Hanging Mr. Cooper for a season or two. Oh, was she? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I watched one episode of Hanging Mr. Cooper. It was Hanging a Mr. weird show and because we'll- it was like one of those things where like the cast kind of cycled through. Because he was in the school. No, I mean the cat like you know, Don Lewis was on there for a second and Really? Yeah, it was it was a weird show. Never I, I never I, I Mark Curry does nothing for me. Um and Holly Robinson wasn't enough to of a draw for Mark me. Mark Curry was one of them dudes we talked about like Sinbad. Like you could tell studio execs loved him. Yeah, but at least like I like Sinbad. Like you could tell they were trying like they were they were like they built a show around him. Mm-hmm. Like we need Mark Curry to be in the center of it. Now let's sort of throw some stuff at him. Yeah. It's like it's a magic robot and 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 he's he's oh and it's a trapeze artist. Number three. Yeah. This is another teacher um show for you, Vincent. Okay. But this is going back in time a little bit. Okay. We're going back to 1969. Okay. For room 222. Yeah. An American comedy drama, mm-hmm. which ran from 1969 to 1974, primarily focuses on the American history class in Room 222 mm-hmm. at the fictional Walt Whitman High School in Los Angeles. The history class is taught by Pete Dixon, played by Lloyd Haynes, mm-hmm. an idealistic African-American teacher. Other characters featured in the show include the school's compassionate guidance counselor, uh, Liz McIntyre, played by Denise Nicholas. Oh, I know. Yeah, I I know. know. Yeah, I know. I know. You know. Who was also Pete's girlfriend, of course. And it also features the humorous, dry school principal, Seymour Kaufman, played by Michael Constantine, and the petite, enthusiastic uh, student teacher, Alice, played by a young Karen Valentine. Mm Mm-hmm. Room 222. Which is haunted because this is the, well, you would make it a period piece. Okay. Actually, when it was made. So back in the late 60s. Back in the late 60s during the turmoil of integration, Mm -hmm. they put kids in a Mm -hmm. new building, but Mm -hmm. no one says that there was a murder in this building 50 years ago. Okay. And the body is in room 222, which is sort of the epicenter of all the macabre happenings in mm, the school. Okay. All right. All right. Well done. All right. I figured you were going to center on the room. On the room itself. The room itself is haunted. There you go. Do you remember Room 222? I own the box set. You do? Of Room 222. Okay, but have you watched it? I have watched four episodes and it is <laughs> super boring. <laughs> it is so earnest. <laughs> And so we can defeat racism. It is black people. We shave and wear a blazer 
in a real skinny tie. That's Lloyd Haynes. And and I am upstanding. Imagine Bill Cosby without any of the energy. Or charisma. Or charisma. <laughs> or physicality. That's true, too. <laughs> he just a black dude who's clean shaven. In a tie. You know what? You say Bill Cosby. He actually is more like, will probably bring you physically to mind of Sidney Poitier without the charisma. Right. Except he's a lighter dude. Which I do okay, think then the, Harry I, Belafonte. Right, I think the color dynamic is in there too. Like he That's really true. is, you know, like a lighter black skinned dude, and he's they got him and he's this room, this sort of multiracial room, and 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 you you know, and and Denise Nicholas is not in it nearly enough. I know she's not. She's not because actually I remembered Lloyd Haynes. Mm-hmm. And then I remember the principal and, Gar- and Karen Valentine. Yeah. And I'm sure I could, if I searched my memory banks, I might pull Denise Nicholas from there, but yeah, not much. Yeah. She, they just have her in like one of them, in them pencil skirts. Yeah. In the, in pearl necklace. That's, they, I, I remember that. Pearl necklace and then the little short, like the little jacket. Yeah. I remember that. She's a, I do remember a that. Counselor. That she was a, that's a so. good looking woman. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was number three. Uh Number two. Number two. Wow, and I hadn't even noticed this one. This is another one that takes place at a school. Okay. I didn't didn't even plan this. Dear White People. Dear White People. Which was a television series on Netflix Mm -hmm. adapted from the feature film Mm -hmm. uh, based on and a continuation of the 2014 film of the same name. The film's writer and director, Justin Simeon, also wrote these episodes It's that star Logan Browning, Brandon P. Bell, mm-hmm. Deron Horton, and Antoinette uh, Robertson. The show focuses on several black college students at an Ivy League institution, the fi- fictional Winchester University, and touches on issues surrounding modern American race relations through a progressive Lens. Mm-hmm. How would you morph this into a horror film or series? Um, did you ever finish it? No, I don't think I ever watched I thought, the second season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually would pull a plot point from the actual show where where I think the I don't know if it was on for four seasons or five seasons, but like the season before the last season, because mm-hmm. I never, I, I still haven't caught up with the last season. Come to find out because, you know, it's a fictional, basically Ivy League school. Yeah. And these black students at these this Ivy League school come to find out there is a secret society. Of course. Of, of black students. Of black students that have been there since black students have been allowed into mm-hmm. the school. And I would lean on that. Like, like, just, just really lean on this secret society of upper crusty black people, okay, who control everything, and you, you know, so, so now when you say they control everything, so this upper crusty black society would really be come to find out they are controlling all black everything. 
Oh, all black everything. Like all okay. black everything, because all black everything leads to everything else. Like it'll be something and you'll go in there and like a dude will have like one of those screens and it'll be like Beyonce, Oprah Winfrey, Tyler Perry, and 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 Dion Sanders all on a conference call. Why Oprah gotta be with Beyonce, Deion Sanders, and Tyler Perry? I'm thinking about people who are in charge of black people. Yeah. Okay. Do not act like you and your little sporty sports have not been fighting about Deion Sanders for the past. No, we haven't. You've not gotten into a heightened conversation pro or con about Deion Sanders over the past two years, leaving Jackson state, going to Colorado, every being this coach, this, that, and the other. You're telling me you've not been in one heated conversation in the past two years about this heated conversation. No. Mentioned have, it? Yes. Have you seen one? I've seen them. Of course you have, because I know about it. <laughs> I've seen them. Like, did you notice I pulled the actual schools? Anyway. Yes. See, what I thought you were going to say, though, was that this secret organization of uh, 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 crunchy black people. Right. And then, of course, somebody's trying to expose them. But then. But what know. I thought you were going to say was like a little bit of a twist and that they control everything that they actually control everything and it's the white people's horror to discover that they thought they was in control but, but really they was, was in control it was really the black people in control a twist. yeah that's what i thought you were going to say yeah sure all right i'll take it i got some questions if they controlling everything now well, I mean, it's, you know, it's the old adage. God is either all good or all powerful. But he can't be both because otherwise I got some questions. Well, it's, a, it's, a, it's another universe. OK. It's the mirror, mirror universe. Mirror, mirror universe. Yeah. All right. it's, it's, it's the barbershop universe. Barbershop universe. Got you. All right. All right. What we got? Number one. Number one. Black sitcom. Black For sitcom. you, Vincent. Me, myself. To reimagine mm -hmm. as a horror film. As a horror film. Are you ready? I am ready. From 1989, the show ran for almost, almost 10 years, going off the air in 1997. Okay. As a matter of fact, it, uh, it, and then it moved to another network and ran for one more year. So it actually ended its run in 1998. Okay. Family well, matters. Say, of course, family matters. Family I matters. I can't do any better than Key and Peele. Um, Urkel is a monster. Urkel is actually a monster. Like it is actually, uh, it's a it it's a good life situation. The classic episode mm -hmm. of it's 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 a good life, right? Not it's a great life. It's a good life. It's a good life. You know, classic episode of the Twilight Zone. Where you you have this person who's completely divorced from reality, mm -hmm. who's completely you you know seems like he has some type of psychological challenges, mm -hmm. but he has supernatural powers, and part of the reason that you have to put up with him and him and then I do that and all like the reason you have to do that because you know frankly you're not trying to get wished into the cornfield. <laughs> Once again, Key and Peel did it better. 
Like that's the like that's one hundred percent me stealing from Key and Peele. Which speaking of this, speaking of of Bootember in this that, and the other, I think Bootober. Bootober. I'm sorry. I love watching reruns of the Halloween episodes of Key and Peele. Okay. Because Jordan Peele's eye and his sensibility that we all celebrate you, you, you now, see it. you could see it then. And I remember watching Key and Peele, you know, 10 years ago, and you did have that weird, yeah, this is funny. This is also a little unsettling. Like, mm-hmm. this is this is a little much right here. Right, right, right. So, there you go. All right, well, that's family matter. There you go. Family and that matter. is our top five. All right. Rebooting of black sitcoms. As a horror film. It's a horror film. All right. High concept. I like that. Did you like that? It was high concept. All right. All right. All right, we're moving on. That's right. Not a high concept. It's just very linear and straight concept. To Six Degrees of Derville Martin. That's the Six Degrees of Derville Martin, ladies and gentlemen, where Vincent will have six films or less to connect the actors that I present to him to Derville Martin, the walking horror movie slash sitcom of all time. He is. He is. It's true. And Mm -hmm. staying in theme, Mm -hmm. we have famous Tylers tonight. Famous Tyler's. Interesting. All right. Starting with number one. Number one. Maybe the most famous Tyler of all. Okay. And that would be one Mary Tyler Moore. Mary Tyler Moore in film. Well, this is how you get to Mary Tyler Moore in films. Before she was a TV star. She was a movie Mm -hmm. star might be stretching it. She was in movies. All right. So this is how we're going to do this. Um, Derville Martin is in guess who's coming to dinner with Sidney Poitier. Sidney Poitier is in the defiant ones with Tony Randall. No, (laughs) Tony um, Curtis. Tony Curtis is in some like it hot. With Jack Lemon. Mm-hmm. Jack Lemon is in, I believe, um, Grumpy Old Men 2. Well, actually, Grumpy Old Men 1 and 2 with Anne Margaret. Mm-hmm. And Margaret is in, um, is she in Viva Las Vegas with Elvis? I believe. She may be. Hold on. Hold on. Viva Las Viva Las Vegas. Viva Las Vegas. Viva Viva Las Vegas. Yes. And then Elvis is in Change of Habit. <laughs> Gotta have a change of habit. Gotta and Mary Tyler change Moore. Change of habit. How do you remember Change of Habit from Change of Habit? Honestly, that's not the song. 
That is not that's not how No, it no, in the no. ghetto is the song. No, yeah, well, yeah, in the ghetto is, is the hit. In the ghetto. Yeah, yeah. That's the in hit the from there. That's the hit from it. But um, but that's the song. That's that's the theme song. The theme song is it's actually change, change of habit. Uh, you gotta have a change of habit. Change of habit. Yeah. Change of habit with Elvis and his thrust convinced Mary Tyler Moore to leave the nunnery. I know. I know. She could not resist Elvis in his thrust. He was a doctor working with the ghetto youth with an F. Know why I remember Change of Habit? It's a bananas film. It's a bananas film. I was in Catholic school Mm -hmm. when I first saw Change of Habit. Okay. I never had, like, the nuns at my Catholic school. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's just say they ain't look like Mary Tyler Moore. No, of course not. They did not look nothing like no, Mary no, Tyler no, Moore. No, 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 no. So Mary Tyler Moore mm-hmm. created a, a thing for me. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. With, oh yeah. With nuns. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I have yet to get over. Look, it's like Mary Tyler Moore <laughs> in Change Your Habit and Julie Christie in um Sound of Music. Mm, Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews just launched a whole subgenre of fetish. Julie, see, I don't get it from Julie Andrews. You don't get it from Julie Andrews. No, because Julie Andrews is not sexy. Right, right. Mary right. Tyler Moore is sexy. I mean, you know. Like, cause I mean, cause because because not so much on her TV show. Yeah. But Mary Tyler Moore from the Dick, Dick Van Dyke, Dyke show, yeah, sure, of course, was of course it was sexy right, and the right, right. capri right. pants. You know who's sexier than her though? Elvis, Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley <laughs> and change a habit because he used to have on a little he'd have on his jumpsuit and he had his mutton chops and, and he had mutton chops and I'm gonna go outside and toss the football around with the ghetto youth. Tell him that it's more to life than the street life with the with, with the switchblades. And the two for oneers, <laughs> and the uppers and the downers, and the amphetamines. It is, it is a bizarre movie. Change of habit. It is a bizarre movie. Is a movie. Change of habit is the kind of movie you watch, and then two weeks later you think it could not possibly have been have been that weird. And then you kind of watch, but it one hundred percent is. Oh my god. Like at the end, she's basically saying to the the nuns, "I'm going to leave the nunnery because I want to have sex with Elvis." Like that is really my whole my whole deal is I want to have sex with Elvis, not get married, right? Because <laughs> you know I got a lot going on. I don't really have time to settle down. I'm moving around. I'm moving and grooving and telling the ghetto youth. That's okay. Lead a horse alone. You got to watch. You got to lead a horse alone. In the reefer. It's a gateway drug to heavier, heavier drugs. You need to get high on life. Fresh air. I'm Mary full of grace. Right, exactly. Right, but that's the movie. All right, who's the next one? All right. Mm-hmm. This one is not quite as uh, fun. Um right. right. In six movies or less, mm-hmm. connect Derville Martin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, brother. Uh, two. Yeah. Liv Tyler. Yeah, I knew you were going to do Liv Tyler. So Liv Tyler, 
is you, um, get her to the only Liv Tyler movie you know, Vincent. This the uh, the meteor one. What's the meteor one? Is it Impact? Great Deep Impact? Is she in Deep Impact or is she in the other one? It's well, it's not Deep Impact. What is it? <laughs> tell me who else is in there, and I'll tell you the name. It's 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 um Ben Affleck. Yes, Armageddon. And uh, Armageddon, and, and which grizzly white guys in that? Is that um the one you like, Bruce Willis? I was about saying Bruce Willis is in it. All right, so let's see how we. All right, let's see. Okay, so this is how we're going to get to Derville Martin to live Tyler. Derville Martin is, of course, in um. Oh, maybe we'll take the long way home. Dervo Martin. Can I get to? Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen, because we will be reviewing Boo and Medea Halloween. Yeah, we should probably go ahead and go. So Dervo Martin is in um, Five on a Black Hand Side with Dick Anthony Williams, who's in Mo Better Blues with Samuel Jackson, who's in Die Hard with a Vengeance with Bruce Willis, who's in Armageddon with Liv Tyler. Very good. I was trying to get to Bruce Willis through uh, 12 Monkeys. Oh, Brad Pitt. It, yeah, I was, so I was trying to get to Brad Pitt real quick, but I couldn't just real. So there you go. My favorite Liv Tyler film mm-hmm. um, is, of course, outside of, because she's in the Lord of the Ring movies. Oh, I always forget she's in that. Yeah. 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 Um, but my favorite Liv Tyler movie is uh, That Thing You Do. Yeah. 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 I love that movie. I love that movie, too. And, you know, I hate that baby boomer masturbatory. Oh, things were so awesome. Like that whole Tom Hanks, Ron Howard, like that whole pocket that they do. What do you mean? I hate the movies. Well, the I mean, greatest generation sort of 60s. I mean, the films that you'd be talking about are Apollo 13. Yeah, which I think is way overrated. Oh, okay. All them damn band of brothery things. Oh, band of Brothers is phenomenal. How many times have you watched Band of Brothers? I watch Band of Brothers every year. Do you really? Yes. I love Band of Brothers. How do you love Band of Brothers? Because it is phenomenal. It is. It is. It is. I, I never watched the Pacific, but Band of Brothers oh is. Oh, my God. It, it, it is phenomenal, Vincent. Oh, my God. If I never see another thing about brave white men in World War II, I can go to my grave happy. Well, I mean, I don't have to after seeing Band of Brothers. Oh, my God. You know they're making a movie now about brave white men who fly planes in World War II. I, I don't need to see it. Oh I don't never, n- never ever need to see another World War II movie because, because like I love Save a Private Ryan, but Save a Private Ryan has gotten to the point like I get to a certain point of watching it and then I turn it off. Right. Not that I'd like it any less, yeah. but like I've seen enough. But Band of Brothers, oh my God. I watch it from beginning oh to end, man. It is God. phenomenal, oh Vincent. It is, pheno- it is phenomenal oh piece God. of work. I need all of them to fight and kill the Nazis and they come home and the, the lady comes up and, and, and hugs them and kisses them and then they all go home near beautiful suburbs and then they put up a sign that says no colors allowed. That's how I need all the movies to end. 
Okay. But I love that thing they do. I actually love that thing they do. I know. I'm complicated. I do every every single one of them movies and Tom Hanks and he got the helmet on and he's got the little playing card and he got a little picture of Mary Sue and they fighting the Nazis and and then that, that's not the, Tom Hanks character. Honey, it's it's Did you call me honey? Yes. <laughs> Even if it's we not are Tom, an old married yes, couple. I know, right? Even if it's officially become an old married. Even if it's not Tom Hanks playing this guy, it's 100% Tom Hanks. Oh, and they're fighting the Nazis, and oh, they're so brave. They're so brave. But that's not what Band of Brothers is about. It's it's about the brotherhood of the soldiers, and they're so noble, and they have each other's back. No, it's not about them being noble. It's not. What's it about? Banner Brothers is about the humanity of this brotherhood. Yes. But it's uh-huh. not about right. them being the noble. Human, it's not they, about them being and noble and at and, all. And, and, but the brotherhood is in World War II. And, well, okay, and that's where it's set. The, and they're fighting the Nazis. That's where it's set. And they're good guys. That's where it's set. You can't help but where it's awesome set, man. No, it's not. They, they, it's they, not. It's they, not they, like they, that. Well, how many times have you watched it? Once. See, it's not about that. Then they come home and they have one of them little short sleeve shirts. And they're looking, and they're looking wistfully out on the lawn because they're haunted by what they've seen in the war. And then just over the clearing, it's a sign that says "No Coloreds Allowed." It's time for our review of Medea. You thought that was fun? Yes. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. It's time for our review of Boo, a Medea Halloween. We'll be back with the film review soon as we do something funky and have steps in it. I'm glad you're here to help me with her because there's a party around the corner and I want to be sure she doesn't try to sneak out. This is going to be so wild. These children today, you got to drop the hammer on them. What's the worst that can happen to her? Turn to prostitution, drugs? Hell, how you think I met your mama? You shouldn't be here. Mr. Wilson died in this house on Halloween. He killed his entire family. What the hell is this? After 10, the ghosts come out. Strange things start happening. What is it? You see something scary? It's white man. You see white people. Ah! All my life I had to fight. There's something in this house. We gotta get out of here. Let's watch. She's a very kinky girl. Don't answer that one. I saw it in a movie. She answered the phone, she got dead. Who the hell is it? Hello, dear. Do you want to play a game? Ah! She will never. 
nice costume, dude. Show us your boobs. You want to see a behold paradise? Ooh. I need a drink. Oh, I used to get dollar bills for that. We about to get turned up. Somebody pay for me. The hell wrong with it? Let me look up on the hood. Is everybody all right? Ma, I'm scared of you. Ain't nothing out there. My dear! What the wrong with you? Tyler Perry's Boo, a Medea Halloween. Boo, a Medea Halloween, a 2016 American comedy directed, written, starring, and co-produced mm -hmm. by Tyler Perry. The idea for the film originated from a fictitious Medea Halloween movie that was mentioned in Chris Rock's film, Top 5. Yes. It is the eighth film in the Medea series and the second to not be adapted from a stage play, as Vincent had once mentioned, um, and tells the story of Medea being enlisted by her nephew, Brian, to watch over his daughter, Tiffany, as she deals with different horrors and a frat party around the corner. The film was released in 2016 and despite generally negative reviews, of course, became the third highest grossing Medea film with $75 million versus a $20 million budget and would soon quickly lead to Boo 2. Boo 2? A Medea Halloween that was released the following year in 2017. This was Vincent's selection for this stop in Bootober. And Vincent, tell the missionaries what exactly is it that you found so fascinating? Yes, yes. About yes. Boo, yes. Medea Halloween. Right. Well, look, at, at this point, Tyler Perry, who is without hyperbole, the, the you, you know, I would argue the most important black filmmaker of the past 20 years. Like, I don't think he's the best. Like, you know, you always got to get the disclaimers out here. Like, you always got to do the Tyler Perry disclaimers. Like, I don't think he's the best filmmaker. But when you talk about someone who has had a cultural impact, mm -hmm. when you talk about someone who has left a footprint, mm -hmm. when you talk about someone who has generated a body of work, you cannot ignore what Tyler Perry has done Fair. in the 21st century. As you said, this is his eighth Medea film. Right. Like, we're not talking about other films and other projects. This is his eighth Medea film. And Medea has always been the foundation mm -hmm. of yeah. Tyler Perry's yeah. billion with a B dollar enterprise mm -hmm. and legacy and empire. An empire that I always like to point out, you know, speaking of someone who I think is a better filmmaker, but I don't think has left the footprint than he has, my beloved Spike Lee. I always think about the quote from Mo Better Blues, where Bleak Gilliam says, if we had to depend on black people to eat, we'd starve to death. 
which I think is true for the vast majority of black creatives. Mm -hmm. Tyler Perry made the bulk of his billion dollars off of black people. That's true. So this is someone that regardless of what we think about the quality of his films demands to be taken seriously. You and I have talked about Medea several times, the, the Medea films. And, and I think the Medea films are, are this, this expression of the old saying, a spoonful of sugar makes the medicine go down. Where, where the Tyler Perry sort of formula is, you come in for me and drag in the Medea stuff and it's farce and this thing, you know, hello and hallelujah. But then he's talking about these issues, mm -hmm. these social issues that he thinks we need to address more in the black community. I pulled a couple of stats, a couple of details from three of the Medea films. Okay. Start with Diary of a Mad Black Woman in 2005. This is the first Medea film. Uh, the film tells the story of a woman who's thrown out of her house by her husband on their 18th wedding anniversary. She moves in with her grandmother. And then, you know, Medea is introduced to the world. Um, the film has Tyler Perry's Medea, but it also has Kimberly Elise. Steve Harris, mm -hmm. Cicely Tyson, among other actors, comes in right at one um, 116 minutes, right. which is about, you know, right at, you know, right at two hours. Mm -hmm. Follow up 2006's Medea Family Reunion. This tells the story of Medea preparing for an upcoming family reunion while dealing with the dramas before enduring it. And, and if, if you've never seen Medea's family reunion, you know, there's there's sexual abuse and yes. and sexual assault and family secrets and really heady stuff. And besides Tyler Perry in that film, uh, you got people like Blair Underwood, Lynn Whitfield, mm -hmm. um, uh, Jennifer Lewis. Young Kiki Palmer, Cicely Tyson. I'll go all the way to the film, the, the Medea film that came out right before Boo. Okay. A Medea Christmas, 2013, um, tells the story Medea goes to this fictional town with her great niece and spends time with the great niece's daughter as financial trouble involving the newly constructed dam threatens the town. So now you get these, you know, kind of a broader social issue, these sort of economic, you know, right. uh, predatory capitalism, basically. Besides Tyler Perry, you've got Anna Marie Horsford is in here. Tika Sumpner is in here. Um, Kathy Najimy is in here. About 100 minutes. I brought those all out for a couple of reasons. The balance of the Medea film is this. Okay. If conservatively half of the film is about a social issue, mm -hmm. half of the film is about Medea and her hijinks. Yes. You have about 35, 40 minutes of Medea mm -hmm. in these films. Mm -hmm. And then the other half, regardless of the quality of the scripts, which I don't think are good at all, he always has managed to have 
actual actors in the film. So that for the parts that Medea isn't on the screen, regardless of the level of melodrama, regardless of the quality of the scripts, you like, like, like Blair Underwood is only ever going to be, but so bad. Right. Cause he's Blair Underwood. Same with Lynn Whitfield, same with Cicely Tyson, same with Viola Davis, so on and so forth. What fascinated me about Boo okay. as an exercise in watching Tyler Perry do his thing is that the half of the Medea film with the social issue is not there. This is a film that barely has a plot. That's very, very true. Brian, who is is the character that that Tyler Perry himself plays, plays in person. In person, like what, what not in you, you know, no, you, prosthetics Tyler Perry plays plays three characters. He plays, of course, Medea. Mm-hmm. He plays his own father's character, Joe, right. and he's an old man makeup. But then he also plays the character Brian, which is Tyler Perry without makeup. He's having some issues with his daughter. She's a teen. She's a bratty teenager. Right. I don't want her to go to a party. I got to go out of town. Medea, can you come watch? But as a conflict, it's not really Mm. a conflict. Yeah, especially when it's dealt with pretty early on. It's dealt with pretty early, like this big party is over and there's like almost 45 minutes of the film left. And then the other part, the reason I brought up the cast members, this is a really lightweight cast. Yes. The vast majority of the people in this cast are people from YouTube mm-hmm. and their quote unquote personalities mm-hmm. and quote unquote content creators and 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 comedians and and i'm sure they're very good at what they do in their respective fields but acting is a craft like acting is something that you work at so that again regardless of the quality of the scripts in your standard Medea does some stuff. At some point, you are going to grant 15 minutes of screen time to Viola Davis. Right. And, you know, she Viola Davis. Yeah, you can just let her right do her thing. So I was actually enthralled by how boring this was. <laughs> Because you realize that the 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 Medea hijinks really only work in concert or rather in contrast to the other stuff. Right. Like, you know, Derek Luke is talking about leaving Keisha Knight pulling him in a room to get gang raped for mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And it's like, wow, this is crazy. Oh, well, here's Medea cutting a sofa in half with the saw. But if it's just Medea 
talking about Medea stuff. And, and, you know, it's like this troupe of, of Tyler Perry actors from television. Yes, yes. And, and, and it's like the whole hook is that they're dressed up in old people makeup. It, it actually drifts away. Yeah. As a feature. And even though this is very deep into Tyler Perry's career, there are moments in this film where you got the sense that Tyler Perry was lost with what to do. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in this film and, 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 and I have to tell you, just talk out of school, you know, Lynn and I don't talk during the day we come here and, and you know, if we break the rule, I'm usually the one that breaks the rule. The only exception is when we watch Tyler Perry movies and then Lynn breaks through and Lynn called me out. Mama, just tell y'all missionaries. Lynn called me out my name twice today <laughs> for saying that we were doing this film. But there is a scene in the middle of this film that is without exaggeration because I timed it over 10 minutes long with Tyler Perry and his cast of people in old people makeup sitting in a room mm-hmm. and nothing is happening. Actually happened. Nothing is actually and happening. And you can see they're kind of coming up. They're trying to come up with stuff to say, mm-hmm. but it just sort of falls flat and, and goes and, and, and you know what it made me think of speaking of talking out of school and, and Lynn and Vince conversations. Maybe my mate, my favorite show of all time is Sanford and Son. Mm-hmm. But part of what I love about Sanford and Son is you had this collective of very seasoned performers. Yes. yes. That on a lot of episodes of Sanford and Son, it's really just Red Fox. Riffing with his old time friends. Hanging out with his old time friends. You yeah. know, Leroy yeah. and Skillet and Whitman Mayo and LaWanda and, Page. And LaWanda Page. But they're so seasoned yes. and so good at what they do that you don't realize you've been sitting here in this one room set for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Tyler Perry and, and the crew just are not. They just don't have they just don't have that level of anything so that. But what 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 happens? Why that happens in that scene is because. You're saying Tyler Perry and his crew, but when you really start to think about it, it's really just Tyler Perry. Three of the people are Tyler Perry. It's Tyler Perry as three people and then Tyler two Perry. women. Yes. Who basically are just bouncing off of, right. you know, and, riffing. And, a, and bounce is a very strong word. Exactly. Because there's nothing to bounce. And, and you know, this is Tyler Perry's own fault mm-hmm. that you compare it to this. But you think about those scenes in the Nutty Professor films. Yes. Where, yes. where you know there's probably hours of footage mm-hmm. of Eddie Murphy, who, like Red Fox, is a seasoned performer and comedian. Mm-hmm. So that by the end of the film, look, 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 look. Boo Amadif, it's not a good movie. Is this just look, it's, look, of course it's of course it's not a good movie. But again, I think you have to take Tyler Perry seriously. And and this I I was absolutely fascinated by how sort of bland mm-hmm. and just there 
mm-hmm. this film is so much so like, I'm going to just give you the heads up. I'm 100% choosing Boo 2 next October. Because now I just, again, I am, I am, I was in, thr- I was like, this, I, I, I texted you. you I said, did. I said, I cannot believe this scene is still on. I, and like, he has not cut the scene. I know. I know. So, you know, it, it's, it's, you're saying that Tyler Perry is the most important black creator, producer, director, however you want to say it, of the last 20 years. And you're, you probably are right. Right. Mm-hmm. But and as much as we go in on Tyler Perry and I and I certainly lead the charge mm-hmm. on that. The one thing that I have always pointed out is that. I will never knock the man's hustle. Right. Can't knock that. Can't knock the man's success mm-hmm. to, to your point. Um because there's an argument to be made that he may be the most successful black director ever, depending on how you write your metrics, your metrics yeah. of, of success. Mm-hmm. But what I will, the main, my main thing about him is that for all the cachet that he has earned, mm-hmm. It's what is he doing with it? And you pointed out on a lot of those other films, his earlier films, as he's building his resume and building his his status in Hollywood, mm-hmm. that Tyler Perry is always smart in surrounding himself with seasoned actors who can, you know, uh, carry the load of, of of the films because his directing and his story most likely won't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and in doing so the Tyler Perry movies would become almost akin to another call back from earlier in the show. Remember the time. Mm hmm become almost these, oh, let's go to this Tyler Perry movie because we're going to see Cecily Tyson. We're going to see Angela um, Bassett. We are, we're going to see Blair Underwood, you know, in an all black cast. Right. We're, and, we're, and, we're, and regardless of whether or not we 100% buy the story of what's going on, It'll be nice seeing them all together. And then we've got the little bit of the Medea shenanigans that you just got to kind of, you know, turn a blind eye to and then hope that maybe in the sequence of things, you know, since Medea is good on throwing a hundred jokes up there on the wall, two or three of them will stick. Right. You know, but as you move further and further into his career, and he becomes more and more established in Hollywood. What he does is he now starts to smell his own stuff. Mm. He now starts to drink his own Kool-Aid and now doesn't feel he needs the surrounding of these other actors, except some of them who maybe have become more or less parts of his troop, mm-hmm. you know, like he definitely has the troop that he developed from his, his, his stage plays. Sure. Who, and he, he's brought them in. 
Um, there are also now some maybe actors who are who who have lost a little bit of a luster from their from their from their hair days. Mm-hmm. So now they can make a pretty decent, hey, I can at least be in a Medea movie. Or some who are almost like the you know, the grandmothers of Black Hollywood a la Cecily Tyson, you know, show up for a couple of scenes in a couple of these movies. Outside of them, and as more and more of them start, you know, falling to the wayside, it just becomes the Tyler Perry and his id show. More and more in all of the in all of these films and even in all of the other exercises and other projects that he does because he does all these other projects for BET and for OWN and they all have start to smell to have that same sheen yeah of and I'm sorry mediocrity yeah cheapness one man's you know vision of there's a a, a a TV show, an acclaimed TV show that's about Washington, D.C. starring a black woman. I can do that. I can do that. There's a, a TV show about a, a with a black woman who's a who's a lawyer and she's teaching all these law kids. I can do that. I can also do that. Hey, there's um, Eddie Murphy. It can star as like ten thousand people in a movie every time he every time he does a movie and they, and they make ton of money. I can do that, yeah, yeah. And I don't need nobody else to do that for me, yeah. yeah and, yeah. and and more and more those um, exercises have more and more diminishing returns, mm. right? Yeah. Uh, um, like. Like you said, none of his movies have been like critical darlings. No. But some of them, at least, even though heavy handed, have touched on some themes that you weren't seeing in in films, primarily because there wasn't a lot of black films around the time as Mm -hmm. he's building them up. Um, Now that now that, you know, there are more outlets and more black black stories being told now with more nuance and more quality and better writing a lot of the themes that he was just like just stamping hard on they're, they're actually being explored in, in in much more profound ways now he doesn't even know what to do like you said this movie this movie boo a Medea Halloween it's not a it's not a great movie nobody go, went into it expecting a great movie but as far as making a movie this should have been a layup. Yeah. It's Medea. Look, you get these knuckleheads, you and and you and you get the sense that there's a a moment in the middle of the movie where he realizes, oh yeah, I gotta get people get these people running around being scared and having crazy hijinks because that's what the trailer that's what we're look, selling. Look, old black people are scared of ghostesses. That's all you That's need. the movie. That's the movie. That's the movie. It should have been a freaking layup, but yeah. no, you but you know you're in trouble when this movie opens up and you think you're looking at some $3 Animal House movie. I'm like, what 
it's, I, I literally stopped the film to check, make sure that I was watching a, hol- a Medea film. Oh, Medea doesn't show up for 11 minutes. She doesn't show up for 11, 11 minutes, and then she's on screen for the next 20 minutes. And then in the scene that Vince told you that that's from hell, they're stuck in hell. Well, well, no, never well, leaves. well, the first scene is is the trick or treat. Oh, that's right. right oh, that's right. right. Oh, right. that's longer than hell, too. It's, it's so and it, bizarre. Like, like, like the like Medea's whole shtick is that she is an agent of chaos mm-hmm. and farce. Yes. Yes. And 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 just high arched, you know, madness. Right. Static is the word I'm looking for. Medea is actually static. So much of this film, Medea is sitting in a cheer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No static, no checking your vertical hold it's or nothing. Just, it's I just like like I I I I really did feel like without that kind of arch kind of you know crypto fascist kind of you you know really just conservative narrow-minded morality that mm-hmm. you get. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Medea has nothing to bounce off of. That's right. That's right. Like you need that and 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 it's just not there. And then like 20 minutes with the film, they drop this bombshell that Brian's wife left because she had an affair. Of course. And the girl, yeah, but how you drop this with 20 minutes, it's like... It's 20 minutes left in left the film. Left in the film. Yes, of course. It's like, we've spent this whole... Like, if, you, if, like, if you're going to do the Medea stuff, you're going to have to start earlier in the film. Yeah, but see... But you had to have it because, like I said, he realizes halfway through the movie that, oh, I need to do what this movie's sold for. Yeah. You know, having old people running around being scared. Then, with 20 minutes left, he's like, oh... I need to do what I do in every movie. I've got to kick some black women. <laughs> because that's all it is. Right. Because, it, because it comes out of the blue. And it's and it's also that... It's it, true. Not, not only can it's true. Tyler Perry in the Brian role... It's true. Tyler Perry in the Medea role yeah. can both deliver foots up the asses yeah. of black yeah. women yeah. in this movie. Yeah, because the Medea... The Medea chronology and continuity. I actually put in my notes. That's a damn shame. She cheated on him after he took her back when she was on the crack. Mm-hmm. Because remember, she was on the. That's crack. right. Because this this is still Brian. It's still, it's this still is that. still Brian yes. from you, you know um, Diary of a Mad Black Woman when she was on the crack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, you got you got It's not a Tyler Perry movie if you ain't kicking a black woman. But even that part. Think about how bananas Diary of a Black Woman ends, where Stephen Wright, I, and they did, I love Jesus, and, and Jesus made him walk again in church. Yeah. And then remember, remember uh, Cracky busted in and said, Jesus got me off crack. And then Brian took her back. Yeah, yeah. Now she had a, uh, well, she had, I don't know. In, she had an affair in the house. And in full disclosure, I. Did not see the film 
prior to this. So I don't know if they covered this in the film. You know, oh, I'm sure it's been covered. No, no, no. I'm just like this Brian chronology, like like Brian's family. Because then I was trying to wonder how Tiffany isn't singing in the church anymore. Well, dude, man, first of all, if you try to make sense of the family (laughs) history here, because technically it's like mouth of madness. I'm actually doing some HP Lovecraft ones. I mean, because technically like the Bam lady is Brian's mom. I'm like, no, she's not. I thought she was Brian's mom. No, Joe is mom's dad. Joe, Joe is, is his dad. Joe is his dad. That's Medea right. Medea is his Joe aunt. Is da- Joe's his dad. Joe's right. his dad. Which right. Medea is his aunt. And the other two chicks. They're friends. Are Medea's friends. Okay. 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 Keep it straight. <laughs> also. <laughs> whatever you're about to say after the also is going to be hilarious. This movie obviously takes place to talk about horror movies this movie obviously takes place on the set of family matters because there's a little child that's introduced in the beginning of the movie (laughs) who's brian's son he totally disappears (laughs) well well here's 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 the thing i thought he was setting it up for some big deal cameo of to the, play of, his wife. Of playing his wife to he, come pick he's up on the, the kids. phone with the wife. And then, gee, well, I'm going to come and get the kid. And I'm like, okay. And, like, I guess it'll be, like, Michelle Obama or something. Is right. Just play, like, in. just somebody come. But then the wife never shows up. And the boy just The kid disappears. <laughs> and he's never mentioned again. This was the set of family. I was like, oh yeah, Tyler Perry was just, he was like, he was like, just, let's just wrap this up. Let's just, let's just wrap this. Let's just wrap this. To be fair, maybe the boy comes back in boy in boo too. Which we've not seen. (laughs) So maybe, maybe his disappearance is is addressed. It's addressed in boo too. this weird plot point where Medea and Joe are talking about beating Brian until he's in the hospital. And, until the white, yeah. And it's kind of played for laughs. For but, laughs. But it's enough specificity and, you know, I was on life support. I was four years old. It's like at four years old. Like, is this are, this are, is what we're laughing are at? Are they joking or is this really? And well, when your daddy beat you down, he just left you in the middle of the street. Look, look. No, daddy threw him off the roof. Right. Daddy, you threw me off the roof. Just like this. I don't. So would you recommend that people see Boo, a Medea Halloween? Look, look, no, not at all. I, look, I have the same stance that I've, I'm, I, I continue to have the exact same stance about Tyler Perry. I, I maintain what I said about his importance. I think if you are interested in black film, you need to know about Tyler Perry. Know about, that's the key What point. I have strongly suggested, I think you need to watch one non-Medea film that you can speak on. And I think you have to watch one Medea film that you can speak on, that you can pull from and speak on. 
We've not seen all of Tyler Perry's um, oeuvre, as but it were. Quietly, we've seen most stuff. We've seen, seen a lot we've, of it. We've actually, like, 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 I hate, like, I hate the snooty, oh, Tyler Perry is beneath me, and, and I only watch this kind of movie. But then, like, they actually don't know what they're talking about. Like, oh, I don't watch Tyler Perry. It's like, I don't like Tyler. Was that, have you seen any Tyler Perry? Well, I mean, for, whoa, whoa, no, no, whoa, no, no, no. Do you I'm think s- that's snooty to have that? Up? Yeah, I do. I do think, I think there is an attitude that some people have about the work of Tyler Perry that is not based on them. It's like I say all the time. I say it all the time. I think people always pretend they've read things, mm-hmm. they've watched things, they've heard things, and they're just lying. Like the one thing that you will not say about us is that we have critique. We like we talk about Tyler Perry, but we know these movies because we watched them. Okay, so so let me just like we've actually like it is actually documented at this point. Probably almost ten Tyler Perry movies you and I have talked about. Okay, let me ask you this. Yes, because I have through my life been taken to Tyler Perry movies yes. or taken people to Tyler mm-hmm. Perry movies. I've never once on my own initiative said, I want to see this Tyler Perry movie. Yes. Have you outside of the mission wanted to see a Tyler Perry movie or seen a Tyler Perry movie? Yes. I had, I, before we started, I had watched diary of a mad black woman and I had watched Medea's family reunion. Wanting to like, I I, uh, I want to see this. No, ba- look, basically, so that I could know what I was talking about. Okay, like fair if enough. I'm somewhere fair running enough. my mouth, and just like we did just now, like I'm actually going to pull details. Okay, like Brian is Joe's son. Medea is like I know this. Like I know what I'm talking about. Like okay. I'm not just you know, basically. <laughs> Me and my wife joke all the time. Like, we'll do something, and it'll be like a little bougie. And I say, oh, you're a Tyler Perry villain right now. <laughs> you're a t- you know you're a Tyler Perry villain right now. I'm not going to be a Tyler Perry villain. Like, so, yeah, I, 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 I watched those two films, and then you know I love that damn acrimony. Not acrimony. Um, Not acrimony. Um, um, temptation. Temptation. Yeah. Temptation. Yeah. And to be fair, now that I think about it, I did go into Diary Me of a Mad Black Woman wanting to see it. Right, right. You know, I've seen, you know, I saw four little girls mm-hmm. before we started. Because, again, I think if you're going to critique something, I think if you're going to have an opinion on something, you know what the fuck you're talking about. So, so yes. With your edict that yes. people in knowing about Tyler right. Perry I think you need should at least see one Medea movie one Medea film, and one non one non Medea film and I leave it up to you which one to watch you don't have two that you would suggest I would suggest Medea's family reunion okay so that would be the Medea film and I think the best example of the non-Medea Tyler Perry film is actually, you know, all jokes aside, um, Temptation. Like you're talking about Tyler Perry's sort of id 
laid out on screen. Mm. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think temptation is, is like if I was Tyler Perry's therapist, that's what I would study. Medea doesn't show up in temptation. Mm-mm. Okay. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. That's little journey. Smollett who commits the crime of being a pretty light skinned college educated woman who wants to have good sex with her husband and has a, um, and she's ambitious in her career. No, I remember that. But if, if, and isn't Brandy in that too? Yes, I I, I thought I remember seeing Brandy uh, Medea in one of the Brandy Mm-mm. scenes. But maybe uh, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. thinking differently. Okay, yeah. all right, cool. Those, those would be my two. Not Boo. Now, speaking from a scholarly point of view, and I'm going to put this timestamp for the future. Okay, future missionary. Sitting who is in graduate school, writing your dissertation on the films of Tyler Perry. It, you need to watch Boo. <laughs> really? Yeah, again, just structurally. Again, structurally, this thing is is ridiculous. Like, like this, this is the unraveling of the Medea formula. Like it actually unravels before your very eyes. Mm. Okay. I think it may be unraveled before this when Medea goes to prison, but okay. Yeah, but see, even but see, even Medea goes to prison. He's got Derek Luke in it. Yeah. Viola yeah. Davis is yeah, in it. Yeah. Again, you've got gang rape. Yeah. And okay. prostitution. Uh, okay. okay. Like, so okay. you know, you got all that. Yeah, so that so that yeah. All right. I got you. I got you. All right. Well, yeah, I would not recommend Boo no. a Medea Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um I'll go out on a limb and say I would not recommend Boo 2, but I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it. We're going to watch but, it, though. But I'm penciling that in <laughs> for uh, next year. Yeah. All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> before we tell you my horror comedy selection mm-hmm. for next week, I want to let you know that uh, in two weeks, it will be Halloween. Yes. On on the Tuesday and Vincent and I will be taking that night off. Yes. We will not be airing a show on October 31st. Um, so go and have delightful time with your family and your yeah. friends on that night, because that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah. Um, Vincent, I believe is going to be going out and I am. To, I doing am. some I'm trick take, or treating, I'm taking the boy trick or treating. Now, now he gets dressed up. Oh yeah. Does he know what he's going to be this year? He does not and it is it is it is causing concern in my household. Really? Well, Dude, you, you can't you make gotta, a choice. You, you got to get on these costumes. Okay. Like you got to get them in. What what was he or who was he last year? Boy, it's so funny you should ask that. So, last year you you know, not to bring the room down, but remember a year ago is when my mom passed. Yes. Then you you know. So, Early October was just yeah, and and but you know by by the thirty first, it was like well you know you gotta take them, mm. you know gotta go out and and my daughter Camille you know shout out to my daughter Camille, we you know all the costumes were gone, but Camille said he can dress as Miles Morales right before. The end of the film. So remember okay. when he had the hoodie on yes, and yes. the shorts and the, so so Adam had on like some black 
sweats mm-hmm. or, you know, like these black joggers under some shorts, mm-hmm. some sneakers. Nice. We ran to Target, bought a red hoodie <laughs> and found like we had a Miles Morales mask from like free comic day or something. And he put the mask on and had his hood up. Nice. So he was Miles Morales. That's nice. That's yeah. cool. That probably was cooler than anything you could have bought. Man, man, I was looking at the, just, just a party anxiety in my house. Cause like he was Miles Morales and, and then, you know, he's black Panther mm-hmm. even before that. And so, you know, so it's like, he has these cool costumes and now we don't know what we want to do this. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a source of stress right now in my house. Oh, man. You gotta get, gotta do, I mean, you won't be able to buy it, but you gotta, you gotta be icon. I well, yeah. So you can have the cape. Right, 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 right. You can have the cape, right, right. So. Now, do you get dressed up with him? No, of course not. Of course. <laughs> it's funny. The Black Panther year, like he was Black Panther. My daughter dressed up as um, not a Koye, as um, Shuri. Yes, mm-hmm. she was sure. And then my nephew, Michael, actually had the little twisties. Oh, okay. Like like he actually looked like Michael B. Jordan and he had a um denim jacket. Mm-hmm. So he was, you, you know, Killmonger and they all dressed up. So it actually looked like a family portrait, but yeah. Except. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Except for Jarvis. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm dressed up as surprisingly stylish middle-aged dad. <laughs> I'm bougie father. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> may or may not have had some bourbon. <laughs> oh, it looks Lord. so real, it's so accurate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's food color. It's just food color. <laughs> Anyway, so Halloween, we will not Halloween, be here. Halloween, we will <laughs> not be here, ladies and gentlemen. But before we tell you what we're going to be reviewing next week as we close out Boo-tober, I invite you to send all of your thoughts and whatnots to the Michelle Mission via email at michellemission at gmail.com. You can also find us on all the social medias, whether it be Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, at me show mission that's m-i-c-h-e-a-u-x m-i-s-s-i-o-n you can also subscribe to the me show mission on youtube ring that bell so you are notified when we put up new videos and when we are going live and um, build our numbers we're almost at a thousand subscribers let's get to a thousand it'll be really really great if we could do a thousand before the end of the year ladies and gentlemen um you know stretch goals uh the michelle mission is also a proud member of the podglomerate the podglomerate.com they make podcast work indeed they do mm-hmm. um and the michelle mission streams Every Tuesday night from Young Junk, Philadelphia's premier video podcast palace right here in Maniunk. Go to the videocontentfactory.com and book your time in one of the glorious studios that they have here. I believe they're going to be opening up other studios in a couple nice. in a couple of weeks. Um so they they're just booking time left and right. Excellent. Um <laughs> 
fortunately the 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 Dylan clone is working, so they're not getting our Dylan. They're getting like Dylon and Dylon and Dylon. We we've, we've got Dylan. It's good rappers. Okay, all right. Next week here mm-hmm. on the Michelle Mission, it is my turn to close things out in mm-hmm. Bootober, and I am doing it with a film that I feel may be one of the biggest slept-on films of 2023. Ooh. You and Vincent will be the judge when you join us for our review of The Blackening. The Blackening. We can't all die first. But somebody got to (laughs) go. And that will be next week here on The Michelle Mission. Until then, he's Vincent. I'm Honey. And in parting, we say. (laughs) We'll see when it's time to meet again. Michelle Mission is produced by Len Webb and Vincent Williams and edited by Len Webb with co-production by Mo Poplar, music by Alexa Gold, and filmed at the Video Content Factory. The Michelle Mission is a proud member of the Podglomerate Podcast Network.